Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Romans, looking at Romans chapter 15, verses 14 through 33. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power and signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Elycrium I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I should build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, Those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the reason why I have so often been hindered from coming to you. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. At present, however, I am going to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the saints, for Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the saints at Jerusalem, for they were pleased to do it, and indeed they owed it to them. For if the Gentiles have come to share in their spiritual blessings, they ought also to be of service to them in material blessings. When therefore I have completed this and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from unbelievers in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. As we started this study several episodes ago, we had made the observation that Paul was writing a letter to a group of Christians he had never visited before. There were things that he wanted to share with them, that he wanted to let them know in case he never did get to visit them. But here in verse 14, we learn that Paul writing them was not out of concern for their own knowledge and their own goodness. He says, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourself are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. He knew that they had the capability and the capacity to teach one another, to build each other up, and to further the purposes of Christ. 
And just like this church in Rome, our problem is very often not that we are evil or ignorant. It's just that we are failing to do the good that we know to do. Sometimes we need to be reminded. And Paul says in verse 15, on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given to me by God. Paul said he needed to remind them and he needed to do it boldly. He needed to make sure that he had their attention. And just like these Roman Christians, we need to be open to these reminders. Our tendency very often when reminded about the things that Christ wants us to do or be is that we get defensive. Maybe we even attack the messenger and try to tear him down or her down so that we feel better about our own circumstance. But ultimately, when we're guilty of that, we're refusing to deal with reality. And so we assemble together as Christians from time to time. We read scripture. We participate in spiritual exercises so that we can be reminded of what's important, reminded of the things that we may be neglecting. Here, as Paul is closing out this letter, he adds a few more reminders for them. In verses 16 through 19, he talks about his role as a minister, the things that he was doing, or better said, that he was allowing Christ to do through him that was furthering the gospel, that was allowing him to be helpful or serve others. God had shown Paul grace, and God gives us grace as well. And this grace, this favor that he does for us, equips us and hopefully motivates us to want to serve others. God shows us grace so that we can be ministers. There are things that God has called us to, ask us to do in the name of his son to further his kingdom. Paul was willing to let Christ work through him to accomplish that good. A question that I ask myself from time to time is that if I only talked about what God was accomplishing through me to affect obedience in others, how long would my conversation be? How long would I be able to talk if I was only talking about the things that God was accomplishing through me for the benefit of others? Certainly, we can often think of a long list of things to be grateful to God for and maybe even share those things with other people. But what are we allowing God to do through us to accomplish his purposes, to further his kingdom, to serve as ministers to the people that he gives us to serve? We see Paul here in verse 20 saying that he only wanted to preach where no one had ever heard of Jesus. I'm also struck how that can be very different from our tendency today, where we often want to argue with our religious neighbors, to talk about where they're getting it wrong and we're getting it right. But here Paul, using Isaiah 52, 15, explains his motivation as he looks to serve others. Who are the people who still don't know about Jesus? Who are the ones that need him? Once we know him, we have a responsibility to grow and to stay connected to him. But there are others who have no knowledge of Jesus. How willing are we to let God use us to reach those people? God's plan has always been that his people would reflect his love and glory. This includes sharing the stories of God and his people, as well as God's desires and expectations. When we do this, people come to know God, they come to appreciate Him, and some will choose to accept Him. But it's most effective when we've surrendered our lives to God and let Him use them for His purposes. As Paul is making these closing reminders, we also see that serving the saints should always take priority over our own desires. 
Paul told them that he had been trying for years to get to Rome, but there was always a pressing need. There were people who needed to hear the gospel. And at present, he said in verse 25, he needed to go to Jerusalem and take aid to the saints there. That was more important than fulfilling his desire to visit Rome. And I think there's a great lesson there for us when we're tempted to want to indulge in all the things that we want first, and if we have any time left, then offer our time and resources to others. Paul didn't model that, and the reason he didn't model that is because he was following the example of Christ. The needs of the saints took priority over his own needs and desires. Paul also reminds us that we need to be grateful for those who have gone before us those that have made our faith possible. He mentioned in verse 26 and 27 that in Macedonia and Achaia, he had taken up a collection for the poor people who were in Jerusalem. And he said they were pleased to do it because they kind of owed it to the Christians in Jerusalem. It was from them that they had come to know about Jesus and come to know about God. So because they had shared spiritual blessings, they needed to be willing to share physical blessings as well. Paul will mention several times in his writings the need for Christians to support their spiritual leaders, to make sure that they're taken care of and don't have any physical or monetary needs so that they can devote themselves to the care of the church. Paul also reminds us here that any accomplishment we experience is a blessing from God. It's not something to make us prideful or boastful. It's something that God has allowed or caused to happen in our life for his purposes. We need to remember this so that we don't become arrogant or think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Paul also reminds us here that we should not only allow others to pray for us, we should encourage it. In verse 30, he appealed to the brothers in Rome to pray for him as he prayed for himself. Very often when we have a prayer concern or need, we're afraid to share it with other people. We don't want to put too much of ourselves out there. We don't want people knowing what's going on. Or maybe we just think it's not important enough to ask others to pray for. But Paul reminds us that prayer is powerful, that we should encourage others to pray for us. And a last reminder is that our time with believers should be refreshing and cause us to rejoice. I know for a lot of people, the idea of going to church on a regular basis becomes a drudgery, a chore, something that's difficult to find the time or energy for because maybe we feel like we're not getting anything out of it. But Paul would say here and other places that that in large part is our responsibility. Paul says he was eager to get to Rome because he wanted to experience joy with them and be refreshed in their company. I hope you're in a church home that allows you to experience that. But if not, it would be a good time to take inventory of yourself. What are you bringing to the table? How involved are you in serving the saints so that those benefits, those blessings come to you as God intends? As Paul closes his letter with these reminders, it fits in well with the narrative that started in chapter 12, verse 1, where he called us to be living sacrifices that were renewed by a new way of thinking. He has been explaining for several chapters what that looks like. What are the practices of those people? And here he adds to it. He gives us a few more bold reminders. Maybe they're things we know, but have we neglected them? Are we open to being reminded? And are we willing to do the good that God has given us to do? Thank you for listening. 
You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.